Opus magnanimus. What is opus magnanimus? I'm a musician. I hear things. We're taught as musicians that music is organized sound. Although I'm not a scientist, I'm a big fan of science and of great scientists. When I look at the universe, I seek the order of cosmological things, as others have before me, that can then be translated into music. I attempt to organize the dreams, theories, and discoveries of stargazers and dreamers, astrophysicists, astronomers, astrobiologists, and other scientists which they have magnanimously shared with us, the citizens of this rocky planet that we call our world. Opus Magnanimous will include musical representations of cosmologically exciting discovers from our present time, including exciting new pictures from super telescopes that enable us to travel back through cosmological time. The musical pieces will go back through the decades of humanity to compare the experiences, experiments, and inventions of people throughout history. Our great scientists also experience life and culture themselves, so I hope these pieces will help us feel what they feel hear what they hear as we share what they see and think about. Each week you'll hear new music that's inspired by the latest discoveries and innovations in cosmology and astrology. Many of these pieces of music will be included in the final version of Opus Magnanimous. By listening to the episodes of the Opus Magnanimous podcasts, you will be seeing, hearing, and experiencing firsthand the composition of a grand musical creation. We live in an exciting time when our technologies are so advanced that we see amazing things all the time. So, what we're going to do is time travel to the year of the discovery and meet the scientists, discuss their discoveries and inventions and listen to the music that's in the style of the music of their time. The music you'll hear sometimes in the background as we discuss the cosmos and sometimes featured as a major musical character in, in a cosmic play in which we are all star actors. That music will also be available separately for your purchase. I hope that you'll subscribe and support the Opus Magnanimous Project. Your support will enable us to finance future performances, to hire professional musicians, actors, and singers, and to continue to improve the quality of the whole experience for everyone. Our supporters will be the first listeners to experience new releases of complete performances and to attend events as they happen. Educators, music lovers, and science fans, I hope you all join us. 
I hope to release a new episode every week. But there may be times when it takes longer. Patience. Creation sometimes happens very fast, like the incredibly fast expansion of the early universe. But anyway, I don't expect Opus Magnanimus to take billions of years to produce. Anyway, here goes this week's episode. Episode 1, June 19th, 2022. Looking in, looking out. Gotta be Galileo Come out and say I don't believe your version of the truth And we blame the tree For the flames of suspicion and fear Can't we agree? Everything in the same way But it's our destiny To find a truth that we can share To prove what can be proven Taking chances if we dare
back to the beginning. Go back outside yourself, inside yourself, knowing yet knowing nothing, being yet not being anything. Looking in, looking out, looking in and looking In order to look out far, far into space and even to look back in time, which is what telescopes can do, we need incredibly sophisticated technology like the new Event Horizon Telescope collaboration developed by scientists and telescope programs in countries all over the world from the Atacama Desert in Chile, the IRAM Pico Veleta near Granada, Spain, the James Clerk Maxwell Telescope in Mauna Kea in Hawaii, the large millimeter telescope Alfonso Serrano Parque Nacional Pico de Orizaba, the Volcan Sierra Negra, Pueblo, next Mexico, excuse me, the submillimeter array in Hawaii County, Hawaii, the U Arizona submillimeter telescope in Graham County, Arizona, the South Pole Telescope at Edmondson Scott South Pole Station, Antarctica, the Greenland Telescope, the Northern Extended Millimeter Array at Plateau de Bure in Provence-Alpes-Côte d'Azur, Metropolitan France. All of these 300 different researchers from 80 institutes around the world collaborated to create this complete worldwide telescope. They worked for five years. And then they used these supercomputers to combine all of their pictures (laughs) to analyze the data that they got. And they found things like great pictures of actual black holes. Uh, A black hole is, yeah, it's an amazing thing. The gas moves around the hole close to the speed of light orbiting the hole in just minutes. And one of these black holes that they just were able to picture with this amazing Earth-sized telescope was 27,000 light years away from our Earth. 
this a black hole, you know, is a place in space where gravity pulls inward so much that light can't even escape from the black hole. The gravity is so strong because all of the matter has been squeezed together into a very tiny area. <clears throat> and this can happen when a star is dying and collapses in on itself. Anyway, I'll be playing some music for you in the next episode of Opus Magnanimus that I'm writing that represents a black hole, of course. And, uh, but the, just, we, we couldn't possibly uh, see such amazing things without these telescopes. But of course, people it didn't always have even the most basic types of telescopes uh, way back when, <laughs> in ancient times. Peered into the distances and looked at things in the sky at night, obviously. They saw the stars and they began to think about what made the universe what it is. But people couldn't see well enough to be able to figure things out without strengthening the their eyes somehow, because you can only see little pinpricks of light with your bare eyeball. So they had to somehow increase the strength of our eyesight. And gradually they developed magnifying lenses made of glass. And then people were able to begin to see the true nature of the universe. But before they had telescopes, the people in ancient times, like 5,000 years ago, looked up into the sky from this place where they stood on solid ground. They felt the earth beneath them, and they thought that the earth beneath them was the center of the universe. And the stars and the planets that they saw up in the sky, they thought those were rotating around them. They thought they were in the center of the universe. They thought the stars were held up in the sky by some sort of dome. And, and many thought that their gods created this dome, or this what people called a firmament. And that later on, they split the earth off from this dome that holds all the stars and everything. But as our abilities to peer into the skies got better and better with our new techniques and our methods of measuring distances between stars and other heavenly objects developed more and more, we developed more accurate ideas about the true nature of our universe. So you'll see gradually as we discover more and more in future episodes that as our methods and devices that human beings have invented got more and more sophisticated our ability to 
divine the nature of our universe and, and its history, and even perhaps we'll be able to predict some of its future as well, as well as its past, we get a better and better at being able to to tell what the truth about about things really is. So a lot the, of the what uh, we passed down from t thousands of years ago uh, are these stories about creation that, that people made up before they had telescopes uh, to try to explain what the nature of the universe was. And these stories about creation were very prominent, that some of them matched up, were very similar between different cultures of the world. And some of the earliest uh, surviving evidence that we have, uh, we have uh, paintings or, or different things that have survived the, the passing of time, come from the 3rd th uh, millennium uh, from a place called Mesopotamia. And uh, so I'd like to play you a little bit of a clip of music that I'm developing uh, that represents, in a loose kind of way, the music of ancient Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia. Hopefully by our next episode I'll have more of that composition done. That music will segue or follow on into my own creation, epic music, inspired by ancient Mesopotamian and Babylonian and Egyptian thematic music. While we're talking about how ancient people saw the creation of the universe, we'll also look at how our modern scientists use the latest technological telescopes and such to look back in time at what we believe really happened. Of course, there's the theory of the Big Bang. We can talk more about that. And we'll listen to the music that I've written for the Big Bang and what happened afterwards. I hope you're enjoying this 
new podcast. And if you are, give us that old thumbs up. And of course, we're always welcoming of new sponsors. Remember, you can hear the complete pieces of music and many other excerpts and short videos, some bloopers, some outtakes, all kinds of fun stuff if you do subscribe, all which would be posted uh, below the podcast, to kind of vote after you've heard, we'll wait a week or two or maybe three after a few episodes and you've been able to hear some of the different music that I've been using. I'd love to hear what people feel would be the appropriate theme music for the podcast episodes. Subscribers will be invited to vote. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed my new podcast. I cannot predict exactly when the next episode will drop since this is a very new project. Although I've been working on the ideas for a year, the physical process of creating a podcast and posting it uh, for the public is a new project for me. And so I hope you'll be patient while we figure out what kind of schedule will actually be possible for the, these uh, episodes. Then expect the next episode to drop in about a week. <laughs>